This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Missed it by that much. Oh, oh my. What was that? What kind of a game was that, Patrick? Holy guacamole. It was ugly. I mean, it was just it was amazing to hear Al Michaels talk about that game. I mean, last week was bad. That was bad. I mean, that's just it was unfortunate to watch. And that last play right there just kind of sums up the game. Bad football all the way around. You have a chance to win it. You have a chance to make a play. You don't make the play. You drop it when you initially catch it, and you come up an inch short. It was just ugly all around. I mean, it started off bad with two sacks in the first series. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a lot of bad football on both parts, both teams. Penalties for the, the commanders, just bad football by the Bears, a lot of drop passes, inaccurate passes. Uh, just just bad football and kind of just sums up the whole game right there in the last play, like I said. I, I mean, how more bizarre can the receiving core become, right? Oh. I mean, you know, you got you got the ball bouncing off of face masks, both <laughs> on a punt return and on a crucial uh, fourth down pass. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I have seen a lot of, uh, of really goofy things in my day, but to have them all lined up like that, that was awful. And, and honestly, someone should ask ESPN to take that Monday night game and move it to Sunday, okay? Because I don't think I want to watch the Bears on national television again. <laughs> At least we have a long time to watch them. We have a big break, right? <laughs> yeah. That's in all 11, we get. In 11 days, we'll Ugh. punish the nation again. I mean, that was just – that's just – Molly, that's just bad football. Two bad teams. We talked about it in the pregame that, you know, this is two of the worst teams in all the NFL, and, and it showed it. I mean – you know, you were you've talked about what would you rather have? Um, yeah, a receiving core for Justin Fields or a good O line. Well, today they kind of had both. And Justin Fields a little bit a part of it at the beginning. I think a couple of the sacks he took were covered sacks, but Braxton Jones had a long day. We talked about Montez Sweat in the pregame as well. Darn good player at zero sacks going into last week. Had two last week. Had what one or two today, and I don't know five or six pressures. Um, just a long day for this entire team, and it was. It just, it just kind of showed again how bad they were. And it just it stinks because how excited we were after last yep. week's second half. 
we were talking about, all right, the progress, let's see them take a next step against this Washington Commanders team that's not very good. And they didn't. They took a step back. And it's just, it's really frustrating to see this. This was an opportunity for them to, to get better, for Justin Fields to get better. And what's terrible is he's not getting help around him as well. And it's showing. We talked about it in the preseason. We talked about it in the pregame. The lack of talent on O-line, the lack of talent on receivers. He's just not surrounded by anything. And, and it's, it's showing, really showing. They they honestly could have had 33 points in that game. They had, yep. you know, two two trips in the first half to the five yard line. Mm-hmm. I I don't know I don't know how to describe the ricocheted helmet, whatever that was. That was like a laser into a guy's helmet. That that was crazy. And then obviously, uh, you know, we know what happened with the getting you know a beautiful play. Yes. Uh, Called to really? the tight end. That was yep. that 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 was. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a guy more wide open. I thought that was absolutely a fantastic design of a play, and unfortunately, the ball went a little too far, and uh, and the tight end couldn't catch it. And then on fourth down, you get stuffed. And yeah. we talked about that, that. These guys got a lot of money, a lot of first round picks invested in that defensive line. And um, and it showed up, and and so you you leave 14 points on the field, and then you get down there at the end. You could add another touchdown there, so that's they would have had 28 points. The Bears. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. And you go up 14 nothing or 14 three early, and that would have been could have yeah. made a difference in this game. Could have made a difference with the way the Commanders would have run their offense. Maybe you're able to get more pressure on Carson Wentz because they got to throw more. You know, as good as that play was, the design to, to Griffin that was overthrown and yeah. I tweeted something, Bob Wiley would always yell out in O-line meetings, don't miss the layup. And that's exactly what he missed was a wide-open layup. I hated the call on fourth and goal. I'm like, please do yeah. not run it up the middle. Get to the edges. Use Justin Fields as a possible running yeah. threat. Do something on the outside. Do not run up the middle. And like you said, they have three first-rounders from the left, from the offensive left side to the to the right guard. And where do they run it? Right up the middle. And I just I, – I did not like that play call at all. I, I got to tell you, it, it was – I really didn't like that game very much. I mean, it was a really I bad game. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> I don't think anybody enjoyed it. Um, th- there were just so many missteps. And, and you know, again, it, it, it you know, you, you lose a game because a guy fumbles a punt for the second time in three weeks. Okay, now you got a problem. Okay, now you've got now you've got something you need to address. You just can't have that. You you cannot have that happen twice in three weeks. It just no. is impossible. So I went back and looked at Valus Jones. Right, he played six years of college. Yes, he you did. You know how many punt returns he had in college? Did he return punts? I know he's a kid. Eighteen. Returner. He had eighteen. It was okay. all in his last year. So that's all he's done. Yeah. And I think Olin's probably listened to this postgame show because we were texting back and forth and we were giving – he was giving me more crap about it. But he looked scared to catch the ball. I thought the first one that he let bounce to go down to the end zone, I thought he saw color from the from the uh, the, the, the defensive corner and the gunner. And yeah. I just – maybe he's scared to catch the ball. Maybe that's what it is. He bailed just out for on him that to, play. Yeah, yeah, for him to look as bad as he did falling on his knees and going off his face mask, that's – that just looks like somebody's outmatched for what he's supposed to be doing, and he was drafted in the third round to do that, and that's that's unacceptable. Yeah, I I, I don't know what to make of that. I I thought, um, I, I mean, there's so you know you're almost stuck trying to talk about this game because there were so many bad moments in it, and and we have talked repeatedly about when you are a team 
that faces a talent gap, you have to have a clean game. And, and that's a Washington Commanders team that managed one takeaway in the first five games of right. the season and got two in that game. That's the game. Right there, that's the game. You lost the touchdown because of one, and you gave up one because of one. Yeah, but here's the other thing, Molly. You, you hope you don't have to play a perfect game against a team like the Washington Commanders. <laughs> right. That's what you're hoping to the future right. Bears, that they just say, all right, we're, oh, we got lucky. We got the Washington Commanders on a Thursday night with a whole bunch of injuries. This should be an easy win. You know, I, I was thinking they were going to win, but, you know, you're hoping the future it's going to be an easy win. But it's unfortunate the Bears have to play a perfect game to beat a team like the Washington Commanders. And you saw how bad they are. They're not very oh, good. Bad. They had penalties everywhere. Carson yep. Wentz is throwing bad balls. I mean, it, it was it was ugly on both parts, and Listen, it's just it's kind of unfortunate we had to sit through it. <laughs> yeah, I I I love Chico, but but you know the, they made some really ridiculous calls when he twisted his ankle. They had to like, what are you doing running with with that guy down by <laughs> the goal line? Look, what that was like one of the worst ideas I've ever seen. And frankly, why wouldn't you punt the ball? instead of attempting a field goal to, to go up uh, by eight points. I didn't understand that at all. I guess, you know, the kicker seemed to be a little dodgy on the previous kick, and and you um, you allowed the Bears to get down there for the last gasp. So I just think there were a, there's a lot of – to lose that game is pathetic, frankly. I mean, that's really just a bad, bad game bad way to lose that, you need one more bads in there i mean that's exactly what it is you give up two red zone tds or at least six points let's give it six points there even if it's bad enough they get two field goals then they get the field goal to pop off the face mask i mean it was just it just it's a comedy of errors it's just all yeah. bad there was really no good i mean even even justin fields played poorly he had some great runs what a tremendous yeah. athlete and what is he great scrambles is amazing but no just, it was just bad all around. Just bad he, all he around. He also, uh, Patrick, we talked about the. I mean, my God, that guy, he's going to need 11 days to just yeah. get into a body cast or something. I mean, he, he, I mean, he needs to go into the cold tub to face the post game. He was absolutely crushed in that game. He took way too many, way too many sacks, way too many hits. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some brutal hits that he took there. There's some I want to look at too, though. Were they on him? You know what I mean? I think early we, uh, Kirk yeah, Hershey talked about some him. coverage sacks yep. that he's – there are some times, I, you know, you've got to learn as a quarterback to play, live for the next down. If you are yep. going to be this great of a quarterback and you can make a difference the next down, live for the next down. Don't try to make everything out of something. You know what I mean? Just go ahead and throw it away sometimes. But, yeah, the, the O-line was struggling as well, and I think he struggled with pocket presence, and that receiving core is really struggling to get open. All right, we have a lot of people who want to check in. 312-644-6767. We'll start with Don. Don's on the west side. Hey, Don. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, so three things I know i got to be quick. Vegas Jones should stay away from punts, stay away from special teams, should never touch a uh, punt ever again in his life. Just, you know, do in the rounds, whatever it is you do. Um, as far as Justin Fields, man, yeah, you got to calm down. That was a poor overthrow, but he has no time at all, man. That, that, no. The rookie Braxton Jones and all of that. Yeah. I mean, he just – what do you expect him to do? He's pretty – he looks scared out there, man. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. Go Bears. All right, buddy. That, well, uh, I, I agree with Don about the punt returns. That's going to be – that's yeah. a work in progress. I just don't think he should be returning punts anymore this year. Maybe you can work on them in the off season. But the other thing is, you know, he was a great kick returner in college, but – one thing that gets me worried, there was one of the kickoff returns late 
uh, which one was it? Whatever, third or fourth quarter, he tiptoed into the run, like right to the contact. That to me, he just seemed a little scared. You can't do that. You've got to either run off somebody. I've said it all the time on the radio, run off somebody's butt, but don't tiptoe into a tackle. Yeah. Especially when you're yeah. a kick returner, hit it a little bit harder. And I was a little, little disappointed in that. Um, I, I just, yeah, I just was. Um, I'm not impressed with him right now as a kickoff returner or a punt returner, obviously. Yeah, I I, uh, I would agree with that completely. I, I'm trying to see the box score a little bit to check some of these numbers. Man, that was a that was an awful game. There there were just really, really bad uh, things. I mean, the only good thing game. is that the Bears ran for 238 yards. Okay. But you know they had you know two long runs of and, what 39 and, yards and 64 yeah. yards from Herbert and Fields, but. How you many know, was that, That's all you got. How many yards? He had 88 yards on 12 attempts. Yes. Wow. But that long one with 39 at the end. Yeah. 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 That, that was a hell of a run. I mean, that that was. He's incredible in open space. He, we he's saw an last amazing week with the, athlete. Yeah. yeah no question. No question about it. Let's try Mike in Rockford. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, listen. I'm going to be the first guy on the on the show tonight here to to bash Dust, Justin Fields. Unlike the other caller. I got a problem with this kid. Is he a great athlete? Yes. But Mr. Ryan Pace, that's all you do. You draft the athletes. You don't draft the talent. We don't have time in the Chicago to wait for somebody to mature into a good quarterback. This is what Ryan Pace did. He drafted the athlete. He did the same thing with Kevin White, who turned into a bust. Okay? Here's the deal, guys. I saw him throw. He overthrew that receiver. He had guys open early in the first and second quarter, wide open. He's zoning in on one guy. He can't read the field. He just he zones in on one guy. There were other guys open. You could see it in the replay. I know he's running for his life. I know they didn't give him weapons. I know it's a very bad offensive line. But even when he has the opportunity to shine, guys, he does it. He can do it with his feet. Who was the quarterback in Denver again? Remind me of his name. Tim Tebow? Uh, what was it? Tebow. Do we want a Tebow just because a guy can scramble no, and run for 60 yards? We... Tebow, Tebow was like a fullback. He, he's a, Justin Fields is a much better athlete than that, yes. and and um, that, that's not a good comparison. I only know it, it was Tebow that you were talking about because I saw Big Z tweet out earlier that the last time the Bears had uh, no points in a game was uh, was the, te- the first half of the Tebow um the last time oh. both teams. It was yeah. before the field goal. He sure. tweeted that out. Um, let's try Chris. Chris is in Evanston. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I need intervention. We're here for you. We're here for you. I had us blowing this team out. Uh, and I'm not mad at Justin because the O-line is doing nothing for him. And 90% of the time, he got out of there and he tried to make plays. Even when he got sat, he saw the pressure and he reacted to it like you would expect any quarterback to do. And sometimes he just couldn't make a play because the pressure was just too much. I'm not upset at Justin Fields. But for every mistake that he made – Here's the thing, Chris. I I mean, and I mean this sincerely. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'd be embarrassed – with with my offensive line in that game and mm-hmm. and the way that we talked about it before the game though we knew they were going to be under siege because we knew the quality of uh, of some of those defensive linemen and that was a lopsided kind of mismatch but 
I, I do agree that there there were times when Fields is holding on to the ball too long, and there were mm-hmm. times when he created the pressure that, that he then had to deal with. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you other than, you know, if you really wanted to develop the quarterback, you might have done a better job in protecting him. And I think it's it was really it was really strange to me that that Tevin Jenkins was pulled out of the game. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. Hopefully we'll find out. Um and then and then when Lucas Patrick had to be checked for concussion, they brought Jenkins back in. Um, and Schofield had replaced Jenkins, and he moved over. I, I don't know what they were doing with the line, and I don't know what they're upset about with Tevin Jenkins because once they started running the ball, you started seeing that guy cleaning some people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Tevin Jenkins as a run, but I don't know what was going on with that either. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. that answer. I think yeah. he's, he's once or twice a game he's going to get beat in pass protection. He got beat last, uh, last yep. week late in the game. Fortunately, Justin Fields backed up from a sack and dumped it off to – Montgomery for a 20, 25-yard gain. But to me, it's starting to look like Justin Fields is getting shook. He looks very frustrated. Looks like he might be losing trust in almost everybody in his protection and his receivers after all the drop balls. And that's oh, that's yeah. the last thing you want to see from a developmental quarterback. You, today, you can't blame the, him. You, no, you really no, that's what I'm saying. You can't. Yeah. And, and you can blame him, too, on some things. You can blame yeah. him. It's not yeah. – he's, he's making mistakes as well, but it's like the sum of all the parts. It's just – it's not – um, it's not just him. It's not just the O-line. It's not just the receivers. It's everybody. And I, I wonder, too, if, you know, is he going to start throwing it to, you know, Dante Pettis anymore? He's nervous about throwing to him. He's not going to catch the ball. You know, that right. dump down on the third down going into the final drive, drops it. I mean, he drops his ball right in right. his chest. That's another just catchable ball that can add four, five, six yards to, the, to a, a possession, and just all his receivers keep dropping. And that last play of the game kind of sums it up. You go to your number one receiver, your number one receiver, that's the play they should make all day long, and he didn't do it. All right, we're going we're gonna to get to a break. We're going to come back with your calls, 312-644-6767. That's the telephone number. It's the post game here on The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. Always live on the free Odyssey app. They search forward on the snap, Washington to the 25, and that'll end our game. Well, the Bears had their chances. Some self-inflicted trouble leads to a 12-7 loss to the Washington uh, <clears throat> Washington outfit here with Ron Rivera, and they get the win 12-7. The Commanders squeak one out. Bears had two chances early to go up 14-0. It didn't happen. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. That, uh, I don't know what to say about that one, Pat. Even Jeff Joniak seemed to be at a loss for words. And uh, it, it was just a sort of, like, kind of loss of life momentum that you worry about, right? How do we all carry on? I mean, we got a couple calls already talking about that because everything seems so happy. And the second half last week had everyone fired up. And now here we are. I don't. I don't even know um, how. I mean, they're they're literally. They got a running game, and that's about all you could say about the Bears. And then the running game includes the quarterback. And I I don't know what we expect from him if you can't catch the ball when it's thrown to you. That these are NFL players. I mean, this is this is basic stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you turned on and listened to the halftime show or got away from it when Tony Gonzalez said, this is JV football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, anybody has the right to say it as Tony Gonzalez, one of the greatest tight ends ever. And then he dumbed it down and called it freshman football. And he might be right. I mean, it was that ugly. It was, you know, you go watch a JV high school game, you see kids drop balls like that. I mean, it was, um, you know, the penalties the commanders had, the penalties the Bears had, the protection, it was just... All around, just bad, bad football, and it's just unfortunate. Like we said earlier, what we saw last week in the second half and how excited we were, and then we had to watch that and see that and see the execution of, of a Bears team you thought and were hoping would take that step against a bad Commanders football team, and they step out in that field and play worse than the Commanders and lose to them. Hard to believe, honestly. Let's uh, get Let's get back to the phone lines, 3 one 2 644-6767. We'll start with Stephen. He's in Columbus. Hi, Stephen. I'm just as numb as everybody else tonight. The Bears had opportunities to win, and I, it was just so disheartening to see Fields take hits after hits yeah. after hits. I was so worried that he might get broken into half mentally yeah. and physically, and he was he looked really, really pissed out there. So well, I'll I, I make mean, one thing yeah, clear. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So I blame three people for this loss tonight. Okay. Eva Flew's the head coach because he's the head coach. Number two, Luke Getze. He called a, uh, a pass play on third and one in the fourth quarter, which turned into a massive loss sack 
which I didn't understand. And his play calling in the red zone continues to baffle me. I know the receivers deserve a lot of blame, and they do, because Fields has no one to blame. I'm, I'm sorry, Fields literally has no one to throw to. And the other guy that that's, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, should say, Ryan Poles. And I get it. Listen, Ryan Pace messed up this team completely badly. But at some point, yeah, okay. Thanks, the fingers at Ryan Poles. Sorry, you cut out there. Thank you, Stephen. Um, look, I, I mean, we talked about it in the pregame. You know, it, it's great to be fascinated and locked into quarterback development, but you know, I don't. I don't know that you can do that when you haven't spent a dime on an offensive line, when you haven't put together enough uh, weaponry. Uh, the guy, he's up against it. So, I, I mean, I, I don't I, – I, I would – I got to see how many drops there were. And mm-hmm. I, I think that we all have a pretty good idea that there were a lot of them. But um, I, I saw some of those pressures. And, and the guy – you know, they wanted him to be in the pocket, and they just went after him, and they teed off on him. And, they're, hey, he made some plays, and he got away, and he made some wonderful moves, but he, he also took way too many hits. That's not sustainable. You can't go through an NFL season like that. No, you can't. And he talked about Ryan Poles and the draft. If you look at Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, if they turn out to be great players, great, but does this hurt Justin Fields' development because you crush it at the beginning of his career? with taking those two picks and maybe giving him some help as an offensive line or receivers as somebody he can go to. that That's kind of my question now. Did he make the right decision with going with those players? If they turn out to be pro bowlers and all that and they can somehow get through this with Justin Fields, then great. But, you know, you look at it now and you just watch these games and it's Justin Fields and that's it right now out there. He has no help that's with it. his development, and that's unfortunate. Yep. But, you know, talking about Gordon and Brisker, they both had good games. Brisker played great. This guy right now is yeah. – is, turning into a darn good football player. Yeah. But just think about if you drafted an offensive line or an offensive player at his ability as a rookie to help the offense, does that make Justin Fields better? Does that make him more comfortable? Does that make his development a little bit quicker or better? I mean, as far as I could see, he threw two game-winning touchdown passes in the final, you know, seconds yeah. of the game. Yeah. And and they were dropped. And, and, and now we're going to talk about yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is they should have won that game as much as they should never win another game ever and as bad as that this was in terms of the Washington uh, commanders should never win another game. I mean, that was that someone had to wind up winning. That's what that game felt like. But Justin <laughs> I Fields wanted it to be a tie just because it was so ugly. Yeah, he he ran he he had that huge run mm-hmm. and then he threw two touchdowns that weren't caught. I. I I don't know what to say other than that. It, it seemed like he did a pretty damn good job of finishing the game, which is something we talked about last week. He didn't get the opportunity to do, and yet you 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 know you come away from it, and you know the guy is under siege, man. And and I I worry about him. I, I you know I get it. He's a big strong guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you think about quarterbacks that have been like that. And, you know, Cam Newton was an MVP. But where is he now? You know, yeah. you can't – your body can't take that kind of abuse. It doesn't matter how big and strong you are. It just doesn't that, – that's going to catch up to you at some point. So as much yeah. as we all want to see how he gets better and how much he improves, I, I'm worried about his survival right now. 
Yeah, there's there are some shots he took. He didn't think he was going to finish. And the yep. thing is about the red zone, you know, you've got to have a trust in a guy. You look at Mahomes and Kelsey. Kelsey had what four touchdowns the other day. You know, you're taking a snap under center or shotgun. If nobody's open, you have a chance to go to somebody, right? You throw the goalpost throw, the one over the end zone is high, or throw it out of bounds. You know what I mean? The ones that you throw it to your playmakers that they're going to make a play. Nobody on this Bears team does he have confidence to do that in the red zone. Yeah. Nobody's shown that. And his number no one, one receiver today, Darnell Mooney, drops that pass uh, that's a potential touchdown. He catches that clean. That's a touchdown. Right. And, Mully, do you think he's out on the field right now with the jugs machine? <laughs> I wonder if he's out there now or in his or oh, he's gonna go home is, and in his in his dining room is, or living room or whatever and turn that jugs machine. That's a pretty good on. line. Yeah. I just you gotta make you gotta make that catch. If you, if you, you want to be a number catch. one receiver, yeah. you talk like you want to yeah. be a number one receiver. Those yeah. are plays you have to make. You have yeah. to make that. Let's try Brad. Brad's in Oswego. Hey, Brad. Hey, what's up, boys? I have a question about the roster. Um, if you were gonna put the list together of all the players we're excited about for the future. I'm going it over my head right now. It, it, it's a very short test. Um, yeah, I think I think Patrick mentioned two of them. I think the yeah. two rookies uh, looked pretty good in that game, did pretty well for themselves. Um, you know, I, I think Jalen Johnson's a good player. Yes. I don't know what the future holds for uh, for Roquan. I, I mean, I don't know if he's if he's more of a – Middle-aged player at this point, even though he's still a, a very young guy. Um, I don't know how you view him or whether his, his time in Chicago won't be long-lived. But mm-hmm. I think they do have some, you know, I, I'm on offense, I'm, I'm befuddled. I, 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 while you were talking there, I'm trying to think of some offensive players. And I, don't, know, I mean, David Montgomery, the, Montgomery, Montgomery maybe you re-sign and, if you can get him at the right price. If you get him at the right price. I, yeah. I, I think because he does so many different things and he's a yes. heart and soul type guy. And, yes. and maybe Herbert because he's still there, and that's a nice one-two punch. Yes. Um, but but I I'm hard pressed to think of, you know, Mooney of course because he's dirt cheap and a fifth-round pick and that you know. But I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have him as a number one. If you added two receivers, he'd be a hell of a player, right? Um, I, I agreed. But I I you know I don't know. I I mean I think it's really hard. With the uh, with the um, you know again they're investing playing time into some of these linemen I I don't know I mean are we seeing this great progress I I, I no what I'm does seeing, Olin think I mean <laughs> no I, I know I'd love to hear it but I, I I see I see progress then I see regression just kind of like what we've seen with Justin Fields there's some times where you know they have a nice series and all of a sudden they're getting beat around the corner. You know, Braxton Jones had a tough game. I mean, a really tough game going against a great player. But um, some of those protections, too, they got to give him help. But to me, I, I wanna, I'm want i going to go back and watch over these next 11 days. I want to watch Larry Borm a little bit closer. I, I, I kind of like him for what I've seen so far. I think he's a decent right tackle, and I think he's growing a little bit. He's yeah. somebody that I could see being a lineman for this team for a while. Um, it's amazing how well that guy moves for how big he is. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tevin Jenkins, again, great in the run game. Man, he can move some people. Move some people, but just too inconsistent. Too inconsistent in the past game, and then Sam Mustafer and uh, Lucas Patrick right now are, are not playing their best football, and I think they're getting exposed a little bit. Do Do you wonder if they like him? Is that an absurd comment? Because I, I there's something there that they don't seem to like Tevin Jenkins. I, I I don't I don't understand why, frankly, but they don't seem to have a great. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, well, I, the, the one, the one question like. I do have about that, because I don't know the playbook exactly, is he making mental errors, mental mistakes? Coaches right. can't stand that. You know, they always yeah. say if you're going to make a mistake, make it full speed. So he's, there's some plays he looks like he's playing full speed, but is he going to the right guy? Is he doing the right thing? Is he doing what he's coached to do as far as assignment-wise? And that could be why he's getting pulled. Maybe there's some of these plays where he's just blowing an assignment and the coach is like, I can't trust you. Was it like two weeks ago they said he had a bad Wednesday practice? That's yeah, your big exactly. install day. That's the day yeah. you're going over. Yeah. You know, you're putting in your basic plays, the plays you've put in since training camp and things like that. Maybe he's blowing those plays. And maybe they just don't trust him out there because he's making too many mental errors. And that's that is a huge day for them. They they really that day matters, and they've explained that to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think perhaps that's uh, you just answered it there. But um, but I don't get the sense that they've got much time for the guy. Uh, all right, we got to take another break. We'll get back to the calls. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It is uh, it is the post game show. It was a bad game, and it was uh, what was the final twelve to seven? Wow. Okay. They, I guess they paid the under. They started paying that off at uh, halftime, Pat. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's the Horrible. it's the post game show on the score. Bears get to the line of scrimmage. Play clock at twenty seconds. Fourth down for the win. Montgomery, the long back, they put Fields under center. Takes the snap. Going to stand in the pocket. Throws right front side of the end zone. Darnell Mooney, the catch. Darnell Mooney. There's no indication. Discussion underway. No call made. As he shoved out of bounds, does he have the catch? Did he hit the pylon? Which is it? Hands on hips with 30 seconds to go. Is a catch short of the goal line. The runner bobbled the ball. First down, Washington. Turned away. Oi, oi, oi. That was the final drop, I guess. I don't know. Have to look at that one again. Uh, a double catch at the goal line. It would have been a touchdown had he caught it clean the first time, but he got hit and the ball came out, and then he he got it. By that time, his arm seemed to be out, and he was uh, – It's hard to tell. I mean, his orange was hitting the other orange. I don't know what was going on with the orange. Uh, I'm Mully. We're doing the post-game show. He's Patrick Manley. (laughs) I'm sorry, Patrick. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, it's Patrick Manley here. But uh, the number one receivers make that grab. They don't double catch it. Yeah, They They go make that grab and pull it in. You're right. And then roll over and fall in for a touchdown. That's what number one receivers do. But he's a number one in name only. I mean, he's right, a number exactly. one because they never got a number one, right? Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult. If it comes across that way, no, he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a hardworking guy. He's fast. He's I'm not gonna, you know, kind of um, turn on him in any fashion. I, I'm impressed by him, but I think you've got to uh, you've got to make that catch if you if you. If that's what you do for a living, you got to make the catch. I think we might start seeing might start seeing his ceiling. You know what I mean? That's what he is. He's not a number one. He's just a, yeah. He's he's a darn good NFL receiver. Can he get better? Sure. Should he have made that catch and brought it in? But can he? There's a lot of times we've seen this now. Yeah. Yes, he made that acrobatic catch last week, and that was amazing. I mean, that was absolutely amazing. amazing, But we've also seen some other drops this season. We've seen him, you know, not get separation when he should get separation. And that call right there was made for him. You know, that, 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 that snap right there was like, all right, we're going to isolate you. You're our number one guy. We're going to you. Here comes the ball. Make the play. And he couldn't come down with it. 
And that's one you have to snatch that thing when your hands, your two hands are out in front of the, uh, the defender. You need to grab that thing and pull it in. I, I also saw a, a statistic. Um, you know, we talked about Justin Fields uh, making the big run and, uh, and also coming up with uh, two touchdown passes, neither of which were touchdown passes because they were dropped by receivers. And, and number one receivers, great NFL receivers, good NFL receivers catch those balls, frankly. Yes. Um, but I saw that Fields, I don't know if you saw this, I, it was one of the, might have been ESPN Stats and Info, I, I read on Twitter that he moved faster on the Khalil Herbert run than any quarterback on a non, um, uh, on a, any quarterback this season on any play that wasn't a scoring play. Do you remember he came out, he looked like he was oh, going to yeah. block? He was like shot out of a cannon. He oh, was moving so fast, and it was hysterical because he was like he came down. He was going to try to put a block on someone, and, uh, and and it was just hilarious to see. But it was impressive for him to give that effort. I love that. Incredible. I love seeing that. I love seeing Carson Wentz do what he did to Roquan Smith. Yeah. And unfortunately, it happened yeah. to him. But when quarterbacks get into the fray like that or are trying to help the play, I love that. Yeah. I you know, agree. there's sometimes you don't want them to get hurt, but <laughs> also yeah. do like when they yeah. get into it. Number no. one priority, don't get hurt. Get hurt, but, exactly. You know, exactly. But I love you trying. Uh, Chris is in Roselle. Hey, Chris. Yeah, how are you? Good. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed, um, but I'm just – we have to realize we do not have a franchise quarterback on our team. Okay? He's had two games, two half games between last year and this year that he showed any talent. The quarterbacks in this league do not win Super Bowls by running the ball. You want to blame the offense. We want to blame the running backs. We want to blame the receivers. Look who we need to blame. You need to blame Justin Fields. There's no support. I think his receivers are tired of him. And you know what? Until we realize that we don't have a franchise quarterback and we need to go and draft a quarterback this year and get rid of him, we're not going anywhere. Um, Justin Fields was – I'm reading ESPN stance and info, okay? Um, Justin Fields was pressured 18 times tonight. That's tied for the most in a game in his career. Fields has now been pressured on 46% of his dropbacks this season, the highest wow. rate of pressure a quarterback has faced in the first six game of a season since ESPN began tracking pressures in 2009. Wow. I mean that's so, that's 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 awful. Here here's the thing though. Like so you talk about great quarterbacks and we're not sure about Justin Fields. Last week we were praising that he's going to be the next franchise quarterback. Now you have callers like Chris that say he's yeah. done with them. But great quarterbacks, yes, they do. They raise talent around you, right? That's what they do. But do the Bears have enough talent to be raised? No. You know no. what I mean? So what's no. he working with? What's he what's he truly playing with? That's 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 the question. I mean, it's Hopefully, maybe by the end of this year, some of these young guys, like we said, step up and, and get enough talent to be raised. They just don't have enough talent on this team to be raised right now. Yeah, he, he's more of a one-man show than a guy that's yes. not raising others up. I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. Bill's on the south side. Hey, Bill. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's been a long time. I'll be quick with a few things. One, okay, the Bears have ineffectively run the screen game for a long time, and I'm an old man. You have Luke Getzey come in here. 
Okay, one of the best screen teams in the NFL for going on two decades. I see that not happening. I don't know where Luke Getzey is to try and slow down the rush with some effective screens, and I'm not talking to Cole Komet, okay? I'm talking to some running backs and some, and some plays like that where you can suck the line in. Furthermore, on top of that, I'm sorry, but Justin has been historically inaccurate. I know that he was great at Ohio State at that time. Ohio State had perhaps the most elite set of wide receivers you yep. saw on a collegiate team yep. in a great decade, okay? Yep. I, and, and lastly, I will say, I do not expect this team to be competitive. I didn't expect them to be competitive, obviously, because they have a talent deficit any time they get on the field. But, okay, if you wanted to have another defensive head coach who's going to run the Tampa 2, you could have just rehired Lovey Smith. They need an offensive-minded head coach, and they didn't do it. And you see Dable, and you see all these other guys, and they made the wrong choice and it's going to be the same mediocrity going forward. It is what it is. Okay. Thanks, Bill. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I think Luke Getze has shown – I mean, that, that was a really good play that was not a touchdown on the yes. goal line there. It was, a, it was a beautiful design of a play. And I think he's done some good things. And, and um, I don't know – you know, is it his fault that they – put that line together that they don't have right. the receiving core. I, again, I, I think that the problems are running very deep here. And I think that, you know, I, I'm not claiming that, that Ryan Pace did a good job or anything, but you know, when you, when you just turn over the roster and, and I mean, that's a decision they made. They wanted to clean out the roster. They wanted to, to, to get all the money gone, etc. But, but that's what you're left with. You're left with, again, you know, you're, you got all these offensive linemen you drafted. You did that in the last 100 picks, not at the top of a draft, mm-hmm. literally in the last 100 picks. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. And the one thing about Luke Getze, I can't give him a full evaluation with the talent yeah. he has on that field. You know, he's, I think he's doing his best. I mean, there's sometimes you, okay, you question, do you help Braxton Jones a little bit more with the chip here? Do you maybe in the red zone get Justin Fields using his legs out on the edge a little bit more? There's things right. like that you can ask. But the overall, what I've seen for the first six games, I can't evaluate him yet because of what he's working with. There's just not enough talent out there to, to go out there and say, all right, I'm going to put this game plan together and I'm going to impress you because there's no number one receiver. There's no complete offensive line. There's no complete side of an offensive line. You know, so there's just not enough talent for him right now for me to give a full evaluation. I've been happy with him enough with what he's had. I've seen enough on tape where he's schemed guys open. Yep. He's had plays like he, you talked about in the red zone to Griffin. Um, I, I've seen enough like that, but I can't give a full evaluation just because of what he has on his plate. And, and frankly, I, if, you're, if you're blaming him for this, for this game, then you should go back and just watch the last drive and see that, that it's the talent level. Sure. It, it's, yeah. it's, That's you a know, great it's, point. It's missed blocks and drop passes. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I, that sounds like a, that awful. sounds like a, like a, a uh, an album. That should go on the Spiegel <laughs> and Parkins things. Miss drop, miss blocks and drop passes. That sounds like a song, one of their parody songs. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. All right, we're gonna. Should we go one more segment here? It's up to Let's you, Patrick. It. Let's, Let's do stick it. around. We yeah. we should talk some more. We got people who want to check in. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We'll come back for another one. It, uh, it is the post-game show on the score. Washington loads up the box with seven. Tight formation, bunch set, single receiver to the right. Snap, Fields. In trouble, steps up, hit low, down he goes. They dove at his leg. 
and bring him down. Allen, the hit, and it's He's hurt. not a good one. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, indeed, it is the uh, postgame show, and we are picking apart one of the Worst games of football we've seen in many a year, Patrick. Sadly. I love your honesty. I love your honesty. <laughs> oh, it's just bad. I just didn't think it could get. I, I guess I thought it could be this bad. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't going to be this bad. And when it started out the way it did, I'm like, it's going to be this bad. It's just going to be this bad the entire game. It really shouldn't have been that bad. I mean, no. they they moved the ball. They got into the red zone. They got. They got into the, the, the sub zone. I mean, they're, they're on the five-yard line mm-hmm. uh, when the first bizarre interception – it wasn't an interception. It was a deflection off a guy's helmet and, uh, that was picked. And then, uh, and then you come back and you get stuffed on fourth down. They, they haven't converted a, uh, a, a goal line fourth down this year, which is a pity, right, um, for a team that can't score. It, it, that's 21 points you gave up in the red zone. You're down I there know. three times and didn't score any touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, easily win that win game. game. I know. It, it was crazy. If you look at Washington statistics, I think they were like two for 11 on third downs, and they won the game. They, they, <laughs> the quarterback was struggling to get 100 yards passing, and they won. So something went awry. Let's try uh, Tony. Tony is on the south side. Hey, Tony. How's it going, fellas? Good. Uh, well, you know what? We had almost 400 total yards. So I mean, I, it, it yeah. we didn't win, but I mean, we were we were moving the ball, like you just said. But I just think that the Chicago Bears fan, we're just so desperate for a, a good quarterback nowadays that I mean, we haven't seen one in forever. So we're like, we have no patience for for any mistakes that Justin Fields makes. But he was moving the ball. I mean, I just I'm worried about like what you said earlier that he might get hurt. And, and we've seen what happened with the yeah. quarterback from Miami. I don't even know how to say his name. I don't want to butcher his name, but. Tua. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a long name, but I, I don't want to see that happen to our quarterback, and that's what I'm worried about as well because he might be our quarterback, but he might get hurt. No, I, I'm scared too. I mean, it's just watching that. I mean, he, I think he talked in the post game. He said, "I'm hurting." I think Grody tweeted something like that. So yeah, he has to be hurting. I think it was my wife or daughter said, "When do they play next?" And I said, "11 days." Like, good, because I don't know if he'd be ready to play. I uh, you know, agree. But I'm you know a couple more. Yeah, he needs a couple more days, but. That caller there was talking about moving the ball and getting all these yards, but the problem with the Bears, even when Nagy was here, is points. We're not scoring points. I'll take less yards. I just want more points. Get the ball in the end zone. Get the ball through the uprights. I mean, just just get more points. That's the biggest problem with this offense. Has been that way for since well, even through 2018. Just get yeah. points. I don't care. Move the ball however you want to move it. I don't care about the total yards. That's nice. But the running game um, looked good, and Justin Fields helped those running totals with all the scrambling. But I just want points. Give me some points. <laughs> is it asking so much? No. <laughs> Arjuna is in Bolingbrook. Hey, Arjuna. Hey, hey, how are you? Good. Um, so, exactly. I, I just wanted to uh, bring the same thing to light. Pat, you're, you're saying you understand about how they're playing, but Molly has the right idea. Uh, uh, there is the quarterback – and nothing else. The uh, 
coaching staff is not calling plays so that uh, you can accentuate anything. They're uh, they're down in the red zone twice. Uh, they uh, can't call the right play or or anything like that. They're they're just. Um, I think Ryan Poles has it correct. He's not trying. He, he's not trying to win. He's trying to develop his quarterback. No, he's and- not. No, he's not. That's not his quarterback. I don't know what else to tell you. But um, if he if he was trying to develop a quarterback, he'd have he'd have more players around him, and mm-hmm. that was a conscious decision. Well, if he had make. more, if he had more money. No, 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 no. It, it, it was look at the Bates. You know Ryan Bates. They, they, there are ways of writing contracts. I mean, I listen. I understand. He's the guy that got rid of all those players. They went out. Ryan Bates was a the guy they had identified, and they thought he could be a starting guard for them. And they, and they wrote a contract for him, which was matched by the by Buffalo. So, you, you know, if you want to get a guy, what you do is you write a contract that can't be matched. We've seen it happen a thousand times. You just all of those. Kind of, you think all of those receivers that are dropping passes. On a regular basis, are yeah. uh, uh, receivers that Poles went out to get? No, I, I I think that those are those are the guys that he put together. Yeah, I mean, he did go get them. Yeah, he those are yeah, guys that he signed. All the thanks, Arjuna. Thanks for the phone call. He, he's those are players that he signed. Sure. He I, I mean, were... I don't know where you think they came from, but that those were those are his guys. The only guy left over is uh, is Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. From the past he, administration. I, I think he went to get guys who are NFLers that can come in and just help you win. Right. But he got a bunch of guys who keep dropping passes. Yeah. Marcel Smith lost, lost it last week at the end of the game with what he did. Fourth and 15, the ball hits him in the helmet. He catches that. He, he, I don't oh know if he's still God. running, but he's got a first down. It hit him it, in the helmet. It, 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 it hit him, Patrick, in the orange helmet. <laughs> oh, it was a clown show. Yeah. <laughs> It was. Might have knocked the paint off his face. Oh, my God. Oh, it was bad. But, you know, talked about that, too, about going to get players. We talked about it earlier, the draft picks. He picked two DBs with his first two draft picks. Okay, are you going with the philosophy of what's best on your board? I understand that, and I get that, and maybe they were. But if you are into the full mode of wanting to surround Justin Fields and develop Justin Fields as much as you can – then maybe you move up or one or two on your draft board for an offensive lineman or right. a receiver or somebody to help them. Right, right. Yeah, they drafted offensive linemen after they traded down. You know, the yeah. guy starting on on uh, at left tackle and God bless him, Braxton Jones mm-hmm. was a was a a fifth round pick after they traded down in the draft because they wanted to get more players. They did a good job of of getting guys, and you know they're all playing. But um, boy, it it was um, it. it you can't say, you know, this is not his quarterback. He didn't take this quarterback. We don't know how he feels about him. We right. don't know if 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 they're if this is a throwaway year. We don't know what they're doing. But you know, I I don't expect that they would ever admit that if that's what they're doing. But clearly, as you watch the game again, that's the guy that that got you down to the to the whatever it was, the four-yard line. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy that threw not one but two touchdown passes that were dropped by two different receivers that were brought in by the general manager, well, other than uh, Darnell Mooney. And, and that's more about whether you have the guy or not. So, right, right, right. Know. All right, let's, uh, let's stay with it. We, uh, we have um, 
Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Steve is in Edgewater. Hey, Steve. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hello. Yes, I, I was calling to say that uh, what, would any other team within the five-yard line, top team, not use a running back one time at the five-yard line? They got Montgomery. They got Herbert. They didn't use them one time. That, that ought to be a case for showing uh, Getsy the door right there. I mean, how, why do you have running backs and you not use them? Would, would the Giants not use Saquon Barkley or – the Packers not use, I don't know, Devontae Adams, whoever, but not use one running back one time within the five-yard line? Well, I guess my question is how many timeouts were left? Were they out of timeouts? I can't I, recall for some reason. Yeah, I, I think they had to use the timeouts before the, the – yeah, yeah, they were so out of timeouts. they're out of timeouts, and you, you can't so, run the ball. You have right. to throw the ball. That, I mean, that's you the could, answer to that one. You could move the quarterback out, right? You could, you could roll the quarterback and, you know, but – yeah, run yeah. pass option. I mean, yeah. just, well, they did a little. They did, yeah. I mean, no, but I, I still, you, you've got to, you've got to no. throw the ball. You can't yeah, run. The you ball. have to I mean, throw just, the ball. You can't. And run the and ball. and you know what? He threw the ball all right. That wasn't a problem. No. He so. he threw it to where they can catch it. Right. And and top notch receivers would make those catches. And Darnell Mooney should have made that catch. I think he he mentioned in his post game comments that, you know, if I want to be the guy, I've got to make that play. And that, that's a fact. And he's owning it. I give that to him. But he's got to make the play. I'd rather be talking about the great, the great catch he made than the great catch he didn't make. Gosh, I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, it, it, that that was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen because it, it, the Bears won that game, you know, five times to Sunday, and unfortunately, yeah. none of it counted. And then they trailed, and then they took the lead. And the minute they took the lead, they they gave up a long drive. That that's happening too often. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it was that was a that was a Thursday night football game, and unfortunately, <laughs> it's a terrible venue for football. Apparently, how about th- this sums it up though? This this sums up bad Thursday football in today's NFL. In today's NFL, the passing league, right? Net passing yards: eighty-six yards for Washington, one hundred and fifty-four for the Bears, <laughs> according to ESPN stats. I mean, that's just oh. That's brutal. <laughs> that is beyond. Belief. It's laughable. I mean, that's that's Thursday night football two weeks in a row. That's just been atrocious. I I saw one. Uh, I I I had to. I did a like a recoil. I had I had to do a double take. Carson Wentz is seven and zero on Thursday. I, I saw that. And he's like thirty nine and forty four the rest of the week. <laughs> How oh, bizarre is that? The guy happens to be good on Thursday night, which, I, you know, again, I apologize. He doesn't happen to be good. He happens to win, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, too. well, he's had some great years. But I went back and looked at all his stats. He had some great years early. And yeah. then he's just had some, I almost cussed there, some really bad years. <laughs> really, really bad years. And this is one of them. They said if he threw one more interception tonight, he would have tied last year's interception. I think it gave up, yeah. Whatever. I mean, and, and last year he gave up a total of seven interceptions. He got six right now. This is the ugly, ugly, yeah. ugly game. It yeah. was a rough one, You Patrick. said bad, bad, bad. I'm going to say ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah, that's that's more accurate. Yep. All righty. What, what, I mean, listen, we broke it down as best we could. I will be back at 5.30 a.m. To, uh, to talk to David about it. 
And I know you're on tomorrow, I believe, with the afternoon show. I am. And you'll be writing lyrics to different uh, songs with them, <laughs> as you pointed out. It was, uh, you know, I wish we had better news for you, kids. I wish uh, we were all happier about that game. But uh, we did dutifully watch it, Patrick. That's all I yes, can say. Yes, we did. Yes, we I, did. I'm I not going to say some, we I ate some really it. good pizza while I watched it. So that's the only there good thing go. I had during the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll uh, – We'll take a little break. Let's uh, let's recover from this one. And I believe it's a week from Monday. Oh, back on national television. The Bears uh, 0-2 this year. This is their last national television. This is their last primetime game. Before we get out of here, just I want to put yeah. this thought in your mind. Bill Belichick Please. versus this offense. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Maybe, Have maybe. a good night's sleep. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thanks to Adam Stasinski. Thanks, Duds, for your hard work. And uh, we'll catch you all week from Monday. Oi, oi, oi. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 